Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast, the podcast all about classic and obscure war movies, from the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Welcome back everyone to Fighting on Film. Dirty Dozen is behind us now. And we're all dirty dozen out, and I hope we I hope everyone had a beautiful Christmas. Got all the presents they wanted. We're not doing the TV series. <laughs> you told me this was episode one of the the TV series. The Danko's dozen. <laughs> yeah. No, no, of course we're back with a show and tell episode. Our occasional series where we discuss films we've watched recently, um, and then we can sometimes cycle back around and cover them in full length episodes. Yes. What have you seen lately? Recently, I watched uh, a film I never thought I would watch again until we had to cover it for uh, a full episode. I mean, we both did. Very kindly invited onto Woody's show um, uh, on World War II TV uh, to discuss uh, cinema depictions of Pearl Harbor uh, mm. at the beginning of December. And for that, we watched about half a dozen films, didn't we, between us? Um, and we discussed them all. You can find that out on um, over on uh, Woody's channel, World War II tv uh it was a great show had a lot of fun chatting about all these different films and one of them obviously that everyone is always interested in when it comes to that topic is 2001's epic the epic the epic harbor yes and um yeah woody had a bit of an epiphany where he he liked it more than he he thought he would yeah robbie came around a little bit to it but i still hated it as much as i did yeah matt was the anomaly see for me like as I, and if you've seen the episode, you'll know. But for those that haven't, eight-year-old me adored that movie. I thought it was great. And but I'd always, but what I didn't realize is I'd always start after the bar brawl when all the action kicks in, when it actually starts to become a war movie. Mm. So for me, that movie kind of worked because it was like Pearl Harbor, then it was the bomb scene, and it was all sort of wrapped up in a nice little bow at the end. But then I had sat down and watched the hour and a half of Love's Triangle before. And you're yeah. like, what the? I what believe they the technically call this? that backstory, but I'm not entirely convinced. <laughs> Backstories are three people you couldn't care less about. Come on, I know, really? I know. You know, there's the so plot holes you can stars, fly B25 through. Ben Affleck, Kate Beckinsale, and uh, 
Josh Harnett. I nearly forgot. I love how you had to yeah. think. It's Josh Harnett. Because um, he's he's the worst thing in this film. Um, oh, God. Sorry, Josh, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. If you want to come on That's and talk about the, the film, guest list. Go for it, Josh. Um, <laughs> God. But yeah, it's a three-hour film. And the, Pearl Harbor doesn't actually begin until about one hour 50, one hour 30. Yeah. Into the the movie's longer than the actual attack lasted. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that's just something I can't fathom. And we we came to some good conclusions, I think, on Woody's show. In that we did. The, there are scenes in that film which are excellent, um, mm. that give real weight to that battle and, and the tragedy that occurred on so many of those ships. Yeah. But I can't, I still cannot forgive it for that bloated, um, unnecessary love triangle the awful inclusion of uh, the battle of britain which had already ended by the time of the film uh was set and then we also get at the end we get the doolittle raid tacked on at the end um which itself is unnecessary it's just Mm. yeah i I know why they've done it as a bookend to give it some closure but i don't know how i don't i don't understand why it was necessary it's really. a studio giving too much money to two like a director and a producer in michael bay and jerry Bruckheimer, mm-hmm. who really shouldn't really be tackling a movie like this i mean i can kind of get by because he's just done armageddon mm. and it's the spectacle i can understand yeah. that but the actual and the spectacle is what he gets right else. yeah exactly it's bay doing what bay does best but obviously i don't think and I still don't think he can do a whole movie that no. hits every beat. So every movie I've ever seen of his has always just been lacking something. 13 Hours, I think, is probably his most competent film, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. because at least that's a bombastic pro-American, you know, gun fest, gun battle for, you know, an hour and 20. And it's quite well shot and things. But it, this movie, just, Pearl Harbor just doesn't carry itself enough to be worthy no. of your three and a half hours but as i said some of those scenes um during the battle and afterwards i mean if you cut out ben affleck and josh Harnett trying to get to planes if you cut that bit out you don't need that but that's that's boring mm. in fact the, the flying scenes of them uh portraying with with different names the the two uh, army aviators that did get airborne in p40s is quite boring it's a bit of a slap in the face to the real heroes. Exactly. Um, it's a film that has a lot of um, drawbacks, I think, in the way it is paced, yep. uh, some of the story uh, and some of the decisions that were made. But I think those scenes um, that convey the desperateness of the men on the ships are among the best yeah. of the, the, the Pearl Harbor movie movies. Yeah, we touched on that in the live, didn't we? It's we did. Some of those images of hands coming up, men banging mm. on sides of poles. Men just going about their daily business and, and uh, being struck by a torpedo or, or a bomb coming through the deck. There's just some very well shot little sequences. And I think that drags up the average of the film a little bit. But for me, it, it still fails as a, a cohesive film. Yeah, I think I think that's a general consensus now. And it'll be a fun one when we do get around to it, Rob. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll get, you know, hopefully we can we can get like a, a naval historian on and they can tell us yeah, that'd, exactly that'd why it's ideal, all... wouldn't it? And mm. someone that's an expert in Pearl Harbor and and we can talk about the battle, what it gets right, what it gets wrong. For two thousand and one, the, the the actual attack sequence where the zeros are going in and, and, and peppering the the ships, that still holds up, and that's one thing the movie's got going for it. A pleasing mix of practical and CGI, isn't it? Yeah, stands up better than Midway. 2019, for instance. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it CGI. does. Which is all, yeah, of course. Mm. So if you've not seen Pearl Harbor 2001, it's probably not the not the best introduction to it. <laughs> Perhaps not. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's out there. It's out there for you to watch. I think it's on, it's on Netflix at the moment. It, yeah, I think it is, actually. I can't remember. It's, it's, it's on one of the streaming services, of course. It's a, it's a Michael Bay movie. It's, it's got name recognition. Hello, Robbie here. Did you know you can support the podcast on Patreon? Join the supporting cast today and gain access to exclusive perks such as discount codes, our monthly Patreon film votes and the chance to get exclusive merchandise before anyone else. Search Fighting On Film on Patreon or find the link on our website. Thank you. Now back to the show. What about you, Rob? Fans of the podcast might be aware um, that Talking Pictures TV, that brilliant UK-based film channel here in the UK, they have started their own streaming service. And it's called Encore and subscriptions free. So I checked it out and I was trawling through the site, just looking if there was any little gems for the podcast. Interesting enough, Men in War is on there mm-hmm. and we covered that a few months ago. So if you've not listened to that episode um, and you want to watch Men in War, I'd recommend it because it's on there for free. I'm hoping they put theirs as the glory upon that. I'm hoping they do too. That'd be really nice. Upscaled version would be lovely. Yeah. Um, but what I found was I came across a 1978 TV series called Spearhead. And imagine something like a more gritty version of Soldier Soldier, shall I say? Soldier Soldier, but good. Yeah, that, yeah, I'd go for that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, it's about the Wessex Rangers, um, and they're a fictional unit in, the, in this Spearhead regiment. So the, the premise is that they're the, they're the front line wherever they go they're like they're the like top. pathfinders or the, they're like pathfinders yeah, yeah they're top of the top um and it was broadcast um well produced by southern television and it was broadcast on itv in the uk in the 70s and it had three series and it seems to be a little bit forgotten but well well loved but forgotten but it's up on encore to watch for free so i'm one and a half series in uh, the first season sets up the main characters sets up the the uh, uh, COs, the NCOs, the men, um, and it's the same characters all the way through. But whereas sort of Soldier Soldier just concentrates on Robson and Jerome, this show actually concentrates on how it is to be a private under a sergeant, under an, an RSM, under a CSM. But then it shows how the sergeant feels to be treated. It shows how the CSM's life is. It, right. It's a much fairer representation of the army on screen, at least for me, um, because the, the original advert that I found said it's not a tra- it's not a promotional video, and it's not a, a it's not like a recruitment drive either. So right. it, it's it, it's just trying to show what the writer thinks is a fairer portrayal of the army. So the first season is set in Northern Ireland, and there's a lot of morality involved. Mm. You know, should we be heroes? Should we just do our job and go home? A lot of the soldiers hate the fact they get treated the way they do, but then they can understand the way they get treated. So it's very well written and of its time is very of its time as well. You know, some of the language, some of the themes, you know, they wouldn't fly in 2021, but obviously 1978, 
unfortunately things like sexism and racism were the norm so yeah, it, it does pop up but i think it's actually dealt with quite well there's some quite interesting discussions that characters have about you know being a soldier and how that how they're represented in their communities by being a soldier um very interesting and the second season is they they go to germany and they're british army on the rhine so if you're a history fan it's great because you get to see british army in kit and it's filmed i think it's filmed in germany in the second season ties in nicely with our episode with kenton exactly and there's a fantastic little bit and if i haven't sold it to you already if you're a fan of our BAOR episodes there's a little throwaway line in season two and ordinarily i would have thought oh that's interesting but knowing a little bit more it was really really interesting to hear it so the ceo in season two he's finishing a phone call before a scene starts and he goes only 30 swing fire missiles for the whole year the lads need training on them what if the russians turn up that's not enough missiles and he puts the phone down i think it's the rsm who's across the the room from him goes oh trouble with the you know trouble with the stores sir and he goes well we haven't got not enough money for ammunition and when we did our show with kenton hearing these shortages that, that the british army on the rhine had absolutely yeah it was such a cool little line i'm like oh great they're addressing it whether the public knew or not is another question but at least in this show they show the restraints of the army as well so i'd really recommend it it's, it's a lot of fun the episodes are an hour long each it's a really good mix between serious issues and decent drama and a little bit of kitchen sink drama at times as well but i don't think it breaches soldier soldier levels and check out encore because it i think it's proving to be quite a hidden gem of a streaming service yeah, I haven't had a chance to check out Spearhead yet. It sounds really interesting. Uh, it's definitely an area of the British Army's history that I'm interested in. Must check that one out. Really great. So I mean, there's two more recommendations for you listeners, fair listener. Um, so we hope you really had a good Christmas and you know we're looking forward to New Year. Happy New Year to all the FOF fans out there. Thank you for your continued support for another year. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening and supporting our uh, recent december uh, charity fundraising raffle that we did uh, the response to that was was phenomenal thank you all so much and we've got much more coming in the new year so i'm excited to to crack on come january and uh, yeah thank you everyone for listening happy new year happy new year check us out all the regular places and we'll catch you again in the next one bye guys bye bye